You're listening to Freedom to Flourish Leadership Solution Podcast, where our goal is to hold you accountable that you may own your own growth. Growing is very difficult, but it's achievable. And in this podcast, we will provide you with leadership content that will inspire you to build on your leadership development. Rather, you're a CEO, an entrepreneur, or just a friend, you have been gifted to lead. And so we will help you be the best leader that you can be and afford you the courage to free yourself so that you can flourish. Let's listen into today's episode. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Freedom to Flourish Leadership Solution Podcast, where I am Jakima T. Jones. I am a mother, I'm a wife, I'm a sister, I'm a pastor, I'm a friend. But most of all, I am a leader. And so you have just joined me today where we are bringing to you a new episode entitled Change Over Credit change over credit. Um, Our ultimate objective here is to ensure that you take responsibility for your growth by holding you accountable. That's our vision. That's our goal. And so I want to go ahead and welcome all of our new listeners and say hello to our returning listeners. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome, welcome, welcome. If this content has been helpful to you or after you listen to it, right? Because you got to listen to it first to see for those of you that are very new here. Um, If this content is helpful, I am asking that you go ahead and do me a solid one and share, 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 share to your friends, your family members, your co-workers, your boss, if this is something that you feel like is beneficial to your life. Because nine times out of 10, if you can receive something out of it, then someone else can as well. And so we want to go ahead and share it. And if you tag me on your social media platforms with a quote um, that you received or a aha moment or a key factor of the podcast and you tag me into it, I will be sure to recognize you and I will make sure that I say hello and thank you for sharing. So please don't um, delay or don't feel no type of way. Go ahead and share and tag me in it so I can see you, okay? I want to shout you out. I believe, it is my belief that every last one of us that's walking the face of this earth has leadership potential locked up within us. And it is my mission to help develop a mindset for growth 20 minutes at a time. And so if you're wondering what this is going to be about, if you're new here and you're like, "Mm, I don't know if this is really for me, I'm not sure if I am a leader, I am here to encourage you and affirm you that you have been gifted to lead. Yes, you, you listening into this podcast today, you have been gifted to lead. And it does not matter what your current position is. It doesn't matter if you're a CEO, if you're a father, if you are a caretaker, um, if you are a business owner, if you're just a student, like whatever your position is, leadership is not your position. Leadership is influence. Okay. 
I'm going to say that again. Leadership is not your position. Leadership is influence. And so I want to make sure that you understand that because a lot of us feel as if we cannot really accept uh, the the mount the mantle of leadership on our lives because of our current role, um, and so when you look and shift your perspective and see that leadership is influence, you can really look and see that you are a leader. If you have influence in your home, if you have influence on your job, if you have influence in a relationship, you have been gifted to lead, and so I need you to own that. Okay, go ahead and own your growth, okay? So today's topic is entitled Change Over Credit. It's so funny, though, because when you think of this topic, um, most people, if you're going into a store, um, whether it's a grocery store or uh, just one of your favorite shopping stores or clothing stores, nine times out of ten, we either tap in to pay right? Um, We're pulling out that plastic and that's how we're going to pay for anything. I highly doubt if anybody is using cash uh, as a means um, of payment these days. Everything is either electronic um, or it's in that plastic. And so just the topic alone uh, put the puts the value back in the change, right? When was the last time you actually went into a grocery store and you said, hold on, wait a minute, I have cash and I have change, right? When was the last time that happened? And think about it. It's been a while. It's been, Don't tell me it hasn't. I won't believe you. I definitely believe that it's been a while, but I can stand to be corrected, however. Um, so change over credit. This uh, topic was really inspired uh, when I realized that true leadership is not driven by the desire uh, to to have personal gain. True leadership is, um, or great leaders, are driven by the desire to impact the world around them in a positive way. And so I'm here to let you know that leaders, great leaders, don't look for credit. They look for change. I'm going to say that again. Great leaders don't look for credit. They look for change. And so, as I said before, great leaders are driven by the desire to impact the world around them positively. They understand that being authentic and being true to leadership is not about seeking recognition. It's not about personal gain, but it's all about making meaningful changes that will benefit others. This distinguishes leaders from great leaders. And so whether you are in a business, um, whether you are at home, whether you are in a relationship, leaders who focus on creating change rather than seeking credit are often most effective in inspiring. Uh, You will see people kind of cling to you a little bit more than they would someone who's constantly trying to benefit off of their following. And so I want to encourage you not to be a leader that looks for credit and look for personal gain um, or, or recognition, but be a leader that looks for meaningful changes that will literally be able to create long-lasting 
legacy. This is what true leadership is all about. And so here's a few reasons why um, I believe that leaders um, great leaders look for change over credit. Uh, one is a focus on change over credit. It encourages you to collaborate with those that are around you. And so, in other words, it inspires teamwork. It 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 produces um, an atmosphere where everybody can work together. And it's one of my favorite words that I use, even in my setting as a leader. I am big on unity. I'm so big on it. Oh my gosh. Like if you were to interview some of my followers or some of my, my, uh, flock, uh, if you will, um, they will tell you that Jakima is all about unity. There is no hierarchy. There is no, you're over here and I'm over here. Like the mission, the goal, the focus, the vision, it has to be unified. And so I can only work um, when everybody is plowing at one goal, at one vision. If you ever uh, saw the movie, um, there's a movie that is out, and 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 it's a pretty old movie, and I'm I'm probably um kind of dating myself, and I believe it's called Stump the Yard. Uh, and they say something like one band, one sound, right? One band, one sound. That's literally my heartbeat. Okay, so when leaders are more concerned with achieving a shared goal than with personal recognition, they are more likely to work closer with others and empower their team members to contribute their unique skills and perspectives. And so it encouraged people that may have felt um, as if they weren't valuable. It encouraged those that are uh, kind of timid in their leadership or in their role or in their positioning. Um, it also encouraged those uh, that have been working independently for such a long time or maybe introverts, right? It helps them build on that, that teamwork, right? That unity, that collaboration. And it also helped them dive into their uniqueness and their perspective so that those skills can help boost the goal, right? Drive us towards pro uh, productivity, um, drive us towards success and effectiveness. And so you want to make sure that you are a leader that chooses change over credit, okay? Change over credit. Another reason why I believe that it's imperative that a leader choose change over credit is because leaders who prioritize change are more adaptable and flexible. And so when you are just kind of stuck in your own way and you're looking for the benefit, that's all you want right? Like you're, you're so driven on, I need to look like this, or I need things to go this way because I need my boss to see me, or I need, uh, our relationship to go this way because if it doesn't go this way, then I'm not going to be happy. Or I need my kids to follow me this way. Um, because if they don't do it this way, then I'm going to look like a bad father or I'm going to look like a bad mother. And so it's more about, uh, your your personal gain than it is for the development of your children or the development of your team or the development um, of those that you are leading. And so we want to make sure that we are prioritizing uh, change 
as high level importance. Like this is the high level um, uh, priority. And so it makes you a little more flexible. You are willing to adjust to the strategies and different approaches to achieve the the objective rather than sticking with a, a, a plan um, or a predetermined plan or a plan that you had, you know, figured out from day one. Uh, if that plan don't work out, you don't know where to go. Right. If that plan go downhill, you have no idea how you're going to drive the success. You have no idea how you're going to get your family back on track. You have no idea because you're lost. You were stuck on one benefit, one goal. Um, and so when you learn how to choose change over credit, it allows you to be flexible. And so if something don't go through, you can uh, you can readjust. You can receive input from other people. Um, you can allow others to speak life into you. Just because you are a leader don't mean you have all the answers. I'm going to say that again because that was good. Just because you are a leader don't mean you have all the answers. And so you don't want to be so stuck on a plan that you've made up in your mind that there's no flexibility and you can't change according to the atmosphere or the things that might be needed um, in case of emergencies, right? You want to be able to be flexible, And so um, choosing change over credit will help you reach that goal. Last but not least, the last reason why I feel like um, choosing change over credit is so, so, so very important um, is that seeking change over credit, it fosters a culture um, of innovation and creativity. Uh, And so when leaders prioritize progress and growth over personal gain, they are more likely to experience new ideals, um, take calculated risk to achieve their goal. They are open. Again, that flexibility comes back in. They are open to allowing others to kind of put their hand in a pot to help drive the success. And so if it's just you, yourself, and yourself, <laughs> um, or, or me, myself, and I, and, and for better choosings of, uh, choosing of words, um, if it's just yourself and you're locked in your own thoughts, then you won't be able to receive that innovation um, or you won't be able to receive that creativity that might be screaming so loud in your face from those that you are leading. Uh, and it can be your children. It can be your sister. It can be your brother. It can be your friend. Uh, it can be a colleague. It can be your boss. It can be a co-worker. You never want to stop um, the, the, the voice of creativity and innovation because that helps keep you fresh. You do not want to be a stale leader. You want to be a fresh leader with new insight, with new uh, uh, experiments and ideals and, and, and calculated risk. There's nothing wrong with taking calculated risk. And what do you mean by calculated risk? It means that it's not just a risk that you just kind of just jumping off uh, the bridge with. Uh, you you were able to kind of count up the cost. That's one of our podcast episodes. Um, go check it out because I promise you it will bless you. Um, you're able to count up the cost. And according to what you've calculated, you are able to say, you know what? I'm going to take a risk at this. So in other words, I'm going to step out on faith in this particular area. 
And so for those of you that don't know, I am a pastor as well. And so you will hear a lot of biblical truths that are universal that you will be able to apply to your leadership uh, development. I am a believer that the word of the Lord is the highest form of guidance. And so you will see a lot of scripture reading. You will hear a lot of, uh, again, biblical truths uh, to help encourage you um, on why these dynamics or uh, these strategies are very very, very important to you, okay? So uh, just to kind of sum up what I just said, uh, leaders who are driven by a desire to create positive change leave a long-lasting legacy, and and they also inspire others to do the same. And so your goal is not to just to develop a leader so you can say, I did a good job. Your goal is to develop leaders so that your legacy can continue, and the legacy of effectiveness and in great leadership will not just continue in your legacy, but it will be something that will be transferable with those that are following you and they can leave also that same footprint. And so that's the overall goal there, right? And so again, those reasons why you need to be a leader of change versus a leader of credit, okay? And so Influential leaders prioritize positively impacting and creating meaningful change um, over seeking personal recognition or credit for their action are considered great leaders, okay? They are considered great leaders, at least in my opinion. I would much rather follow someone who is really, who really has the heart and the passion to develop uh, other people than to follow someone who is just self-driven. And you will see it. You will notice it. When someone is self-driven, everything is about them, you know, there's there's no passion for uh, development, true development. There's no passion or care about, you know, the, just the daily life of those that you may be leading. Um, you definitely want to have that having conversation of how are you? Not just how are you? How's your family? How's your cat? How's your dog? <laughs> right? You want to make sure that people see that you really have a heart um, to lead them. And it's very, very, very important. And so Peter, uh, chapter number five, verse number two, uh, is a great scripture that I think will help us understand and kind of wrap our minds around uh, the fact of, you know, being a leader that, that um, chooses change versus credit. It says this in Peter, chapter number five, verse number two, be shepherds of God's flock. That is under your care, watching over them, not because you must, but because you are willing as God wants you to be not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve. Oh my God, this is so good for me. Um, A gem that I just feel like every leader should have this scripture in their back pocket. And so what it does, it reminds us as disciples, it reminds us as leaders, as kingdom leaders, to care for God's children, God's people with diligence, with honesty, and 
humility. And so the, if, you're, if you're able to care for God's children with diligence, honesty, and humility, it will literally allow you, one, to be labeled a good shepherd, but it will also show your willingness to serve. And that is a critical component. Your willingness to sh- serve will show itself every time, every single time, okay? And so um, what does it mean to be a good shepherd? And so I know some of you said, okay, well, it started off saying, you know, be a shepherd, be shepherds of God's flock. In other words, be pastors of God's flock, right? Um, and so some of y'all are like, I'm not a shepherd. I'm not a pastor. I'm not a, um, again, these are biblical truths that you can apply to any form of leadership that you may have. If you have influence, you are a leader. You may be influencing them in a good way, or you may be influencing them in the bad way. Either way it go, influence is influence, and influence is leadership. And so if you want to be a good shepherd, um, a, a good leader, it means that being a shepherd involves sacrificing personal gain for the well-being of the flock. In other words, those that you um, are, are, are guiding or leading, you are willing to sacrifice your own pleasures in order for those that are following you to stay on track to stay updated, right, to be renewed, to be refreshed, to be restored, to really be cared for. You, Your focus is for them to be cared for over your personal gain, what you can get out of caring for them, okay? This means making decisions that benefit the overall group of God's people, even if they may not be popular or convenient for the leader, okay? It may not be popular or convenient for you to care for them in the way that you need, but that's not what you're looking for. You're not looking for the likes. You're not looking for somebody to recognize you. You are not doing this uh, so you can get a big following. You are tenderly caring for God's people because you know that God has placed them in your care. Your children, they're your flock. Your family. They're your flock, flock, your, your coworkers, they're your flock, wherever your sphere of influence is, that's who God has given you permission to lead. Okay. It also means that watching over the flock, uh, allow you, um, to be in tune with their physical and spiritual needs. Uh, it, 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 it really is an injustice if you are claiming to lead people, but you only care partially about them. You only care, again, kind of what I've said in the beginning, you only care about their spiritual needs, right? And it's easy for us as ministers, pastors, disciples to be like, oh my God, I want you to grow spiritually. I want your soul to be saved. And that is really good. It's it's, it's beautiful thing, but you can't neglect the physical, right? Um, and that's what I love about Jesus when he, he was teaching and when he always witnessed to others. He always spoke to their physical need and got that out the way before he went super deep with them. Okay, and so your your ability to be in tune with their physical needs and their spiritual needs, uh, this requires being present and available. Um, present and available. And so these two words go hand in hand. You can't just be present 
and not available. We have a lot of present leaders, but they're not available. Now, that's good for me right there. That is good for me right there. Just because you're there doesn't mean that you're available. We have a lot of preachers, teachers, pastors who are unreachable, who are unavailable. If you are unavailable, then you should not be leading. Uh Uh-oh, I'm about to get in trouble. Somebody is going to message me and say, oh, my God, Pastor Jay, uh, Jakima T. Jones, you need to take down, (laughs) you need to take that that podcast down. But no, I'm not. If you are unavailable, that means you have, uh, uh, you've added too much on your plate. You are overcompensating in some areas. You have not balanced out your schedule um, with those that you are leading because God will not send you a flock that you can't maintain. God will not send you a group of people who are in your care, whom you need, um, and you are unavailable to them. They can't reach you. They can't find you. Um, that That is totally unacceptable. And so being present, you can be present and not available. And so your job as a shepherd and as a leader is to make sure that you're not just there, but you also make time to be available to those that God is called, uh, has called to you. Okay. It also means that you are listening to concerns. Are you a good listener? The Bible says, be quick to listen, slow to speak. Are you listening to their concerns? When was the last time you rallied up or even individually gathered those that are following you and asked them, hey, how can I be a better leader to you? How can I be a better mother to you? How can I be a better friend, a sister? How can I be a better companion to you, right? A better spouse to you. These are things that you should be asking yourself and it shouldn't take a tragedy. It shouldn't take something to happen in your situation or your relationship for you to come back and say, hey, how can I do better? Um, Or what are some concerns that you may have in our relationship? Um, You should be offering a space all the time to ask these questions and listening to the concern. And then last but not least, offering guidance, okay? Offering guidance. And so if somebody is expressing a concern, you're like, oh, I'm going to pray about it. Um, that's nice. <laughs> that's really, really nice. I'm glad you have a prayer life. But uh, I need you to have some resources, okay? I need you to have something um, that will help guide me out of this, this place of anxiousness and concern and worry and doubt. I need you to help guide me into the life, right? And the more abundance of life. I need you to help guide me out of this place that I'm in that I can start seeing the light. And so as a leader, you have been gifted um, with influence, but you have also been gifted with resources. And so a lot of times we don't tap into that. We just go to what is easy. um, And again, it speaks to you being unavailable. Um, You don't have time to guide them then you should not call yourself a leader, right? If you don't have time to guide, then just take, t- t- just tell God, I know you gifted me with, with the, the gift of leadership, but because I don't want to do the work, I'm choosing not to be a leader, <laughs> right? I'm choosing not to be a leader. And so we have a lot of people that likes to claim or like to claim the position, but don't want to do the work. And so I want to encourage you to do the 
work, okay? So, again, um, being watch watchful over your flock means that you are in tune with their physical and spiritual need. It requires uh, being present and available, listening to concerns, and offering guidance, okay? Um, and then we don't want to miss out on what it says in the scripture saying um, that it's the willingness, it's your willingness, right? Um, because you are willing. You're not doing it because you must, because it's a job for you. You're doing it because you are willingness. And so the willingness to serve is crucial. It is a crucial component of effective leadership. It's very, very, very crucial. When leaders approach their role with a servant's heart, they create an atmosphere of humility and cooperation that will inspire others to follow their example. And so if you get to a place where people are not following your example, I have to ask you, do they feel that you are doing it out of obligation or do they feel that you really have a servant's heart? Right. And so you can't get mad that people are not following your example or following what you are putting in front of them. If they're not uh, adhering to the guidance that you have set before them, it, it may not be because uh, they don't believe in what you're saying. They just can't find the, the character. They can't find the servant's heart behind what you're saying. Right. And so it makes them hesitant to follow you. They hear what you say. They don't see what you say. Right. And so you want to make sure that your willingness to serve is at the forefront. Right. It's at the forefront. God, I thank you that you have given me this level of influence. Um, and, I, and I'm not going to take it as a job, but I'm going to take it as my submissiveness uh, to help your people. I am doing this because I am willing. And it remind me of Jesus. Right. Um, when, when, when he was doing, uh, a, a th the great, 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 great justice for us. Um, and he was going through the persecution and, and the agony and the strife and the mocking and the beating, um, on the cross. And he says, listen, listen, let me make something straight. Let me, let me put this in the, in the atmosphere. No man take my life. Right before he even got to that point, he said, "No man will take down take my life. It's me laying my life down." He was willing to go through the persecution for us because there was a greater uh, benefit for those that he was leading. Amen. And so I believe that Jesus is the highest example of what a great leader looks like. Okay. Um, and so just to wrap this up, because I kind of went over my time just a little bit, um, but to wrap this up. Um, the goal of a shepherd is to lead the flock towards spiritual growth and maturity, okay? The, the goal for you is to lead people into a spiritual development, a spiritual growth and maturity. This involves teaching and modeling the principles of faith and providing opportunities for the community to put those principles in practice. And so I say community because I don't know what your community is, right? Um, you may be, may be listening to me um, in another state, in another country, or you may be here right here in New York. 
um, but your community may be different than mine. Your 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 area of influence may be your family, or it may be um, you know in in corporate America or wherever that might be. Um, you want to make sure that you are teaching and modeling modeling the principles of faith and providing opportunities for the community to put those principles in practice. This is what I love to call discipleship. I am big on discipleship. And so um, it will always uh, be at your benefit to show up as a leader who chooses change over credit. Change over credit. Leaders don't look for credit. They look for change. I'm hopeful that this podcast has inspired you in some way that it encouraged your spirit um, and encourage you to continue to develop a leadership mindset. And if again, if this has been helpful to you, please go ahead and share this with someone who you feel like will be able to receive uh, the gems from this podcast. And until next month, I need you not to just talk about your growth, but own your growth. I'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in today. We're hopeful that there was something said that inspired you or motivated you to discovering the leader that you were called to be. Until next time, don't just measure your growth, but own your growth.